Turn with me in your Bibles to Luke chapter 8, please. Luke chapter 8. The bullseye. The bullseye is that small central circle in a target. A shot that hits the central circle called the bullseye. Have you ever felt like you were the bullseye? In other words, you, you were the center of the target and you kept getting hit? Someone said one time, boy, they're having a bad week. And the other guy said, no, they're having a bad year. And the other guy said, no, I think they're having a bad life. They're the bullseye. The bullseye is that small central circle in the middle of a target, a shot that it hits the central circle. In Luke chapter 8, Jesus is going to take his disciples up close and personal to a real-life test of their faith. Often it's when we are the bullseye. We're the central circuit in that target. That is, it is that place where we actually sometimes learn the most about God. As he says there in Second uh, Corinthians, he says, there, there's no temptation, there's no trial that has taken you, but such as is common to man, and God is always faithful to provide a way of escape. It doesn't mean, as it says there in James, count it all joy when you face temptation or when you face a trial. It simply means this. It's not if we face a trial. It's not if you're going to be the bullseye. It's when you're the bullseye. And Jesus is going to take his disciples here, and he's, frankly, he's going to put them in the center circle of the target because they are the bullseye. We don't exactly know for sure what exactly happened here or what was happening. We can assume a couple things. If you look at chapter 8, in Luke, in verse 22, it says, Now it happened on a certain day that he got into a boat with his disciples, and he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side of the lake. What, what certain day was that? Well, the, what precedes this, there was a great deal of teaching that went on. We know that there was probably a great multitude that had followed him, probably on the hillside. Apparently, rather than walking back where he was going, he got in a boat with his disciples to travel a little bit quicker. So we assume that that's probably what was happening here. This, by the way, this incident where Jesus calms the storm is recorded in three of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. By the way, Matthew, Mark, and Luke are called the synoptic Gospels because they say, say the same story from a little bit different perspective, but they're similar. Whereas John is not part of the synoptics because in John we find out some of the things that Jesus was thinking it's not that he didn't do some of these things recorded in the other Gospels, but we find more about his thinking, his actions, his attitude about these things. That's why we talk, talk about the synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Well, this story happens to be recorded in all three of the synoptics, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Now, they got into the boat, let's cross over to the other side, verse, and they launched out, verse 23. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. Now, in the I think it's the Mark passage. It says he laid down on a pillow. Now, I don't know. One person says in the stern of the boat, which is, is this is crazy, okay? Because you see what's going to happen here. He laid down, but as they sailed, he fell asleep, and a windstorm came up on the lake, and they were spilling with water. Now, Mark and Luke, the word that they used, the Greek word, emphasizes that this was a hurricane-type storm. That's the word that is used there. So this wasn't a little, you were out in your little boat and you had some waves. This was a major storm. Uh, and interestingly enough, Matthew, the Greek word Matthew uses is the word earthquake. Here he is in the boat sleeping. And this incredible storm evolves and comes about, and there he is still sleeping. 
as they sailed, he fell asleep. A windstorm came up uh, down on the lake, and they were filling with water, and they were in jeopardy. They came to him and awoke him and saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. We're in desperate straits. They were fearful. This furious storm, a storm with such force and velocity that the experienced fishermen were fearful. Remember, these were experienced fishermen. Many of the disciples that followed Jesus came from the Sea of Galilee. They were fishermen. They were used to this type of life. But they were fearful. Verse 24, these fearful sailors, Jesus was asleep, but the disciples were, as the word says, perishing. They were afraid for their life because this was a hurricane-type storm that they were in the middle of. They were fearful. But then we see in verse 24 and 25, the faithful Savior. Remember, he's always what? Faithful. Always faithful. We talk about the attributes of God, and we, we think of his mercy and his grace. I always think personally of his patience because he gives me so much. But you know what? He's also faithful. He always keeps his promise. And you know what? Even when you are the bullseye, God has not changed. It may be the economy. It may be relationships. It may be financial setbacks. It may be any it may be cancer or illness or sickness. You may be the bullseye. And you may think that Jesus is sleeping, but he's awake. He's faithful. So we see the faithful Savior, the creator and sustainer of the universe, was with them in the boat. We looked there at verse twenty four. They came to him and they woke him saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. Then he arose, he rebuked the wind, the raging of the water, and they ceased. From what we get our word, what? They're deceased. They're dead. They went from raging storm to immediate calm. They had the creator of the universe in the boat with them that has the power and mastery over the creation itself. Even though you may feel like you're the bullseye and you're being hit time after time after time, He can calm the storm in an instant as soon as he's ready, as soon as you've learned the lesson you need to learn, but God is still faithful. Which brings us to this. This is my point. Disciples looked out and saw danger. They looked within and they saw fear. But when they looked up, they saw Jesus. Are you looking at the target? Are you looking at the bullseye? You feel like the bullseye? Look up. Look up. One of my favorite poems, and as soon as I say this, you're going to say, that's one of my favorite poems. Footprints in the Sand. One night I dreamed I was walking along the beach with the Lord. Many scenes from my life flashed across the sky, and each scene I noticed footprints in the sand. Sometimes there were two sets of footprints. Other times there were one set of footprints. This bothered me because I noticed that during the low periods of my life when I was suffering from anguish, sorrow, or defeat, I could see only one set of footprints. So I said to the Lord, You promised me, Lord, if I followed you, you would walk with me always. But I noticed that during the most trying periods of my life, there, there have only been one set of footprints in the sand. Why, when I have needed you most, you've not been there for me, the Lord replied. The times when you have seen only one set of footprints is when I carried you. 
Or look within, we're going to see fear. Look out, we're going to see trouble. We need to look up. Cheap grace, costly grace. You need to be more like him, not make him more like you. Footprints in the sand. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, God, for the, the word. We thank you for this simple story as we, we think about the, the storms of life that often we face. But yet, you are faithful. You are always there. God, help us to take our eyes off the circumstances and put them on the God of the circumstances. Because you are still in charge. You're still in control. With heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're here this morning, as we celebrated communion, as we talked through these things, and you say, Pastor Ken, I don't think I'm saved. I just, I've never accepted Christ as my personal Savior. I honestly do not know, but I would like to know. Is there someone like that you share the gospel with? Others will say, Pastor Ken, just pray for me. I'm in, I'm in the bullseye. I need to start looking up. Anyone like that? Others? Father, I pray. Thank you for carrying me. Thank you for carrying our church. Thank you for carrying us. Thank you for caring for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.